0: Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way, back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Agenda series, a show in which we join you every weekday morning at 10am to have a chat about all things Arsenal. I'm joined this morning by Charlie.
1: How do you, mate? You good, Joel? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. I had a nice little weekend. Uh, yeah, not too bad. How are you?
0: Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Weather's been glorious still and... Uh, yeah, I was working yesterday but managed to enjoy some sunshine, uh, although it did absolutely chuck it down yesterday afternoon, it finally kind of broke, but uh, it yeah. seems that was a one-off because the sun's back out and shining this morning, so uh, more warm weather to come it seems. Arsenal will be hoping some for some fair weather themselves in the market, um, I think, and they are still obviously pushing to try and get some deals done. They're moving on both of Declan Rice and Havertz, as we know, but uh, it's potential outgoings that will kick off with. Uh, Thomas Partey reported by Fabrizio Romano to be potentially, there's an openness from Arsenal potentially to move him on if they get a significant offer. Does this surprise you that this is a potential thing that could happen this week?
1: I do. I, I, can, I mean, I can see why there's like discussions about it possibly happening and, uh there are some clubs interested i'm not surprised about the clubs that are interested i'm surprised about how arsenal are actually discussing the fact that he could leave i can see why he might want to leave obviously because uh the possibility of bringing declan rice in we've been linked with kaisado as well I, I think he i think he has uh, Caicedo uh, has actually kind of made his mind up on whether he wants to move to Chelsea and Arsenal. I think it, it, he's kind of it seems like he's leaning more towards Chelsea but even so I think interest is kind of, I think we've we put some interest in Romeo Lavia as well so it kind of seems like he might be thinking oh I'm moving down the pecking order a little bit here so that kind of bit doesn't surprise me but the bit that, da- that does is the fact that We've said it so many times: is the fact that we should bolster the team instead of replace. And I would have thought that Arteta, Edu, the the whole club really would think. Actually, no. We need to keep Party in. He's an experienced player. He's got a calm head. He's he's actually still a very very good player. We've tried him out at a right back as well, kind of an inverted fullback. So we know that he can play there, and he can add a bit more kind of and he would offer an extra kind of rotation point for the team as we've said so many times in the champions league other cl- um other competitions as well and with the likes of declan rice like our midfield would be immense if we managed to sign declan rice i, I know caicedo is looking a bit a bit more thin now gunduan the, there's still a possibility there but with gunduan odegaard declan rice parte Jorginho, That is a very, very good kind of core of a midfield. That is very, very. It's a. It's very well structured midfield as well, and I think the fact of the thing of possibly letting Partey leave, kind of think, uh, kind of shouts to me that we are just replacing a player. Maybe yes, with Declan Rice, he might be. He may be better than Partey, and that will obviously. Well, that remains to be seen whether he's as good as an Arsenal shirt. Touch wood if he uh, signs for us. So, obviously, that remains to be seen. But I think I don't think that we should be replacing players. As we've all said before, we should be reinforcing the team, kind of bring in more players, get a kind of better depth of a squad. Because sometimes our our, our clubs running a little bit thin. I'm sure we'll end up kind of selling off. I don't think we've uh, sold on Lukonga yet, so he's still to come back and we'll probably still try and sell him on, uh, especially if we're bringing in more midfielders. But I guess if Partey is to leave, then I would think that Sambi Lukonga would stay. Uh, We've obviously got Elneny as well. So, yes, we do have that kind of – we do still have a decent amount of depth, but if we're to keep Partey – then that just adds a little bit more of a quality of depth, if you know what I'm talking about. So I think, personally, I think he should stay. I can see why he'd want to leave if we are bringing in one or two midfielders. And I can absolutely see that. It's fair enough if he wants to continue playing week in, week out. And he wasn't being able to do that, even with just Jorginho there to kind of compete with. So, yeah, I can see why he'd want to. But as a club and as a way forward and as a structure of a club, the the depth of a squad, depth of midfield. I think that we should just keep, I think we should really try and keep him because he, as I said, he's, he's older. So he's got a bit more of experience. He has been fantastic for us earlier on this season. I know that he, he dropped off a little bit. Jorginho came into place in place of him, but even so, when that happened, Jorginho did really well. It just offers that extra bit, even when we do sign Declan Rice, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So,
0: Your happy price, price line. Yeah, I think uh, what you said about kind of bolstering over uh, replacing is is what's really important. We need to make sure that we were doing that. You know, swapping out Xhaka and Partey for Rice and 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 you know, that that alone is not going to be enough. We need to, I think, bring in you know another midfielder to to make it worth it. I think obviously Partey's drawback has been the injury issues that he's faced you know persistently had issues his end of seasons you know the last three seasons he's been here he weren't available in 2021 he weren't available in 2022 at the end of this season his form dropped off a cliff at the end of this season as well he's had issues you know he missed the Man United away game he missed the Manchester City home game he's been missing for big moments and you know someone like Declan Rice I think has like only 16 players in the whole Premier League played more minutes than him last season so his reliability is you know up there with with the best in the league. So if both are to go, I think Arsenal will need to make significant investments in the midfield. And it should only be for a significant amount of money that you know makes sense for the club to to, to bring through so we'll have to wait and see on on Thomas Partey but I mean Axel Otzi says I hope that Partey uh, doesn't leave um there's a lot of people in the chat box hoping that um they won't be leaving I says, uh you know Jacqueline Partey leave Rice Lavi will be a slight drop-off and that won't be regarded as potentially squad strengthening either and I, I do tend to agree um when it comes though to those potential incomings um we talked there about Declan Rice. There's been no change to the situation. We're still at the same stage as we were last week with the bid being rejected that we first put in. There's been some suggestions that Arsenal will go in with a second bid, some willingness even to go over that £100 million fee. Um, Some people I can already see in the chat box and I've seen online giving up on this already and saying it's not going to happen. I think Arsenal obviously know the importance of this deal, but let me throw to you the hypothetical scenario that it doesn't happen. Where do you think that would leave Arsenal?
1: I think if it if he was if it was to not happen, I think it would leave Arsenal kind of quite well, obviously we'd be disappointed as a whole club, but I think the fact that we were that we've been pushing for this signing for for a while, we've he's been our priority for a while as well, it would it would kind of say something about the club as to, you know what, why 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 aren't they signing this this player, they they've got the money. They've um, Cronkies have have said, yeah, we'll put two hundred million into this summer, and then people saying, well, why why aren't they just spending that amount of mo- the amount of money that West Ham might want and that Declan Rice might want? He wants the move, but what what is it that isn't happening? And it might kind of send a message to other players. You might you might think because he has been our priority for such a long time that. It would be very surprising if if he isn't to be signed. And I think I'd be surprised But I, if he doesn't sign. But obviously, as a, as a whole, ev- I think everyone would be really disappointed if we don't get this over the line because it has been happening for such a long time. It's been progressing for such a long time. And then all of a sudden, it just doesn't happen. But I don't think that that is going to be the case. I do think that, obviously, I think as Arsenal, we do try and go in for a little bit Less money than what West Ham, well, any other club are, are wanting to start off with. We'll talk about it with Havertz uh, anyway, but Havertz as an example. There's been other players in previous seasons as well that we've kind of had a bid for that has been rejected, and then we and then we just go again. It is crucial. This is what happens in negotiations of of trying to find a transfer fee that clubs are going to agree. This is what happens in negotiations. You see where in this in this case west ham are going to agree on that uh, agree on these kind of terms and you you always do it with, clubs always do it with each other you you kind of see where their leeway is that's the word i was looking for you kind of see where their kind of leeway is in terms of um obviously a um a transfer fee and I'm I'm not going to give up on this at all because, as I say, this is what Arsenal does all the time. We try and see where we can get that bid in. We can try and see how low we get it for because sometimes, especially now, money can be a very crucial point to progress in a team and you've seen it with Manchester City. They've spent so much money but they've done it very, very well and they've got a, a very strong depth of squad and... The only way that Arsenal are going to do that is by spending money. And I think, I mean, we're, we've we seen that, I mean, as you said, that there's been talks that we're going to go in again for another bid. And I think that that is, uh, I think that might surpass the 100 million mark. I can't remember, I think it is pounds. Um, and I mean... West Ham are wanting £100 million. I think that is obviously including add-ons. I think that is uh, if we win the Premier League or the Champions League or both, whatever. But this is what happens in negotiations of trying to sign a player. We try and go in for a little bit lower. And I I wouldn't even be surprised if we we eventually have to bid three times for Declan Ross. I wouldn't be surprised, but I reckon that there is going to be some sort of leeway from West Ham in terms of how much they're selling for, because Declan Rice does want to move. He said that, the I think, the the club president or whatever has come out saying that he will leave this summer. And I think that to everyone, it would be a surprise if he if he continues at West Ham. And I th- he's wanting to move to Arsenal. He's been talking with them for ages. Obviously, we said that this has been progressing for a while as well. And, yeah, I think as i say i wouldn't be surprised if we do go in for another bid but i also wouldn't be surprised if west ham don't as i say give a bit of leeway to this to this price tag that they have for Declan Rice i think i think it will still happen
0: yeah i'm optimistic um i think that where, where a lot of fans i think obviously get a bit of concerned about is that because we absorb so much information about you know, Arsenal Football Club every single day. You know, we do daily shows. There's articles going out all the time. It's constantly people refreshing their transfer fees. There's tweets from a whole variety of people about the state of situations that it feels as though it's dragging on. And in reality, we're, you know, five days into the transfer window and we only made a bid a few days ago. And, yeah. you know, Man United haven't signed Mount, Chelsea haven't signed Caicedo. You know, the, are Liverpool, the only real team that have done anything, you know, they brought in McAllister and they had a clause to be able to do that. Um, it's, it's really not a situation where right now I think people have any reason to, to, to panic with Arsenal, whatever. I know that's not going to stop everyone from doing so, um, but i, I- I don't see any need for people to panic at this moment in time because Arsenal are doing their business behind the scenes. As I always describe, the transfer window is very much something of an iceberg. We only see the little bit what's on the surface, and everything else below, you know, is is going on behind the scenes. So uh, we hope to get some positive news on the Declan Rice situation, and of course, on other targets soon. But uh, Havertz looks to be the potentially the, the closest to getting done right now. Um, Arsenal have had one bid rejected for Havertz already. Uh, there's expectation that the two clubs will come to a compromise on the fee. The player really wants to join Arsenal. Uh, they've got green light on personal terms. So where do you sit in this realm with with Havertz?
1: Uh, <laughs> with Havertz, I am very kind of... I just don't know if I want this to happen or not because... So I've said it to a few of my Arsenal fans, a few of my mates that support Arsenal and I've mentioned that, so his price tag, what they, what Chelsea is setting his price tag at, I think is £75 million. They are willing to be flexible on it, which I'm not surprised on. I'd be very surprised if they're not. So I, I would imagine that, I would imagine, hopefully it would be around the £60 million mark if we're to sign him. And I think... I just think that that's too much for him in terms of how he's played recently, how he's played over the f- last few seasons. I know that last season he was Chelsea's top scorer, but they didn't do well at all. And I think it was only about seven goals or something. Uh, maybe that was all competitions or or just a Premier League. Even so, it's not enough if we're, if we're to kind of use him as a striker because he isn't an out-and-out striker. And as we've said... We need someone that is an out-and-out striker that will score the goals, and he isn't that player. So I was thinking, well, where are we going to play him if he isn't an out-and-out striker? If he, if we aren't going to play him in a striker position, and the only place I could think of is in Odegaard's position because I can't see him doing so much going back uh, defensive-wise. I can't see him doing so much with that. So I can't see the fact that he could be a box-to-box in Shaka's position. So, I would only imagine that he would just be a backup for Odegaard. And, and yes, I know that he wants to play for Arsenal, but if he's a £60 million sign in plus, and he's just going to be sitting on the bench to come on for for Odegaard, I know that we've just been taught talk- that I've just mentioned about the squad depth and, and stuff like that and rotation, but it j- Havertz just doesn't seem to be that player that provides that at a high level that we want it at, a high quality that we want it at. And it just doesn't seem like the right kind of signing. However, if Arteta manages to kind of exploit and bring out the Havertz that we saw at Bayer Leverkusen before he moved to Chelsea, then I won't be complaining at all. He managed to kind of, he saw something in Jorginho. I'm just going to use him as an example. He saw something in Jorginho as... I mean, Chelsea fans didn't think that he was good enough at Chelsea. And I, I'm i going to be, I'm, I'm going to say it, I, I was one that was quite sceptical skepti- about this, about that kind of transfer. So when I kind of think, oh, Arteta, he must see something in him. Otherwise, this wouldn't be happening. We wouldn't see the fact that we're so close to signing a player like Havertz. Because Arteta and Edu must see something in him, like they did in Jorginho, as I say, for example. So there must be something there, and you never know that Arteta might be trying to kind of shuffle things about in terms of our structure. I'm sure that we'll be seeing something in pre-season as it comes up, uh, and uh, we saw it at the at the end of last season. We saw that we kind of that party moved out to right back, Kivior left back and there was a bit of kind of there was a bit of a reshuffling in terms of structure because in my opinion it seemed like towards the end of the season yes we kind of dropped off a bit but i believe that that could be because of the the fact that clubs figured us out in terms of how to how to shut us down how to work around us in the way that we set up so maybe arteta and edu etc cetera, etc cetera, around the club and the coaches are kind of maybe thinking oh Maybe we should try and change this up a little bit. Try and move around this. So maybe that's why we're thinking about bringing in Havertz for sixty plus million or however much it is. I don't think the the fee was disclosed about how much we bid for him. I don't think that um, we know how much that uh, we bid for him and how much they rejected. But as we say, that we're we're expected to go in for another bid. He wants to play for Arsenal. Personal terms are agreed. I don't think I'd be mad. At the at the at the transfer, I, I think I I can try and be quite optimistic about it, but there will be some part of me that's saying why why is this happening? Why why are we bringing in Havertz when we have Gabriel Jesus, who's who's more of a goal scorer than him anyway? Yes, we might try and bring a bit of alternative, a bit of an alternative to the team, but I as I say, I don't think Havertz is that person to bring that. But obviously, it remains to be seen. Will if he if he does sign then we will see what does happen we'll see how Arteta tries to fit him into the team and i guess in that kind of sense i'm excited about it because i'm i'm interested in how everything will like kind of unfold so there's that kind of mystery about this about this transfer i think that i think the the fact that it is a mystery kind of is why there's so many questions
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think obviously the international break that we've got going on right now is also a reason for these delays. England play tonight their final game against North Macedonia uh, and then Germany play tomorrow. Uh, their last game is against Colombia. Um, really interesting, friendly that actually, um, between Germany and Colombia. So after these two games, I imagine that's where we'll see now the majority of the movement. So um, I think from the perspective of the Rice deal, no news is good news, actually, uh, in some senses, because you know, we there were some people suggesting that another team were coming in and gonna make a bid. It's not happened. There's been no suggestion that City or United or Chelsea or anyone has made a bid for for Declan Rice, none at all. I think West Ham are just dragging this one out, to be honest, from my perspective. I think they're just trying to do everything they can to up the price, make Arsenal panic, use some some tactics to get Arsenal to overpay, but in reality, I think everything is, you know, still, you know, very much in in Arsenal's court. And if there is a second bid, I think we're just waiting to see what happens with it. Um, but yeah, don't lose your heads at this stage. You don't need to do that with five days into the window. Don't let online social media and you know, uh, kind of the hyperboles out there convince you otherwise. But uh, yeah, I think for the moment. We're just waiting to see for the latest updates and everything. And you can be sure that we'll be bringing you all of those as soon as we get them. Charlie, thank you so much for your time, mate, as always.
1: Thank you for having me as well. And thank you to everyone watching and uh, eventually listening once again.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for everyone listening. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. We will see you all very soon. Have a fantastic start to your week. And as always, keep following us down. The Arsenal way.